From the Bench with Dench, your studio host, Denny Rittenhouse. Hello, welcome to another episode of From the Bench with Dench, your host, Denny Rittenhouse, with you. And uh, we got a special episode going this evening. And um, uh, we'll get in. I'll introduce you to our, our guests here in a second. But first, I kind of want to set things up uh, a little bit before we dive into our subject matter. And uh, we, we all have had those um, where were you moments in life. And, and most times it's, it's centered around a world event or an athletic event. Where were you when Wainwright buckled Beltran's knees in 2006 or when Brummer stole home back in 82, uh, things like that resonate with me as where you were moments. Had another where you were moment on October 13, 2013. Uh, for me, I was settling down on a Sunday morning, uh, getting ready to watch football as I'm apt to do every year in the fall. Uh, just another Sunday morning in, in this particular um, day in the fall of October. And sitting there watching TV and we hear a knock on the door. Uh, just uh, taking life for granted like most of us do every day. And uh, this knock comes on the door. I'm not budging. I got football to watch. Uh, so, so Ronnie goes to answer the door. Uh, I'm in the living room. And a few seconds later, I hear a terrible cry and a thump on the floor. I jumped to my feet and rushed to the door uh, to find my wife on her knees sobbing uncontrollably. As our neighbor and friend Tanya broke the news to us, that our neighbor, 18-year-old Greg Holthouse, passed away that morning. It's a moment I'll never forget. Start thinking immediately. How does one move on from that as a mother, as a father? As life goes on and we get older, we experience death. A legacy is what's left behind. I want to read to you an excerpt from Greg's obituary. Greg helped many people with social anxieties. He was a self-taught piano player. He was gregarious and never met a stranger. He was a leader. He had character and maturity beyond his years. He was a great son, good brother, and a fun uncle. He was the life of every occasion, and at the same time, he was the voice of reason. He was a natural salesman. And while I knew what a great kid Greg was, I experienced the impact that he had when I had the honor of putting together a slideshow video when asked to do so by my guest today, Greg's mother, Gail Holthouse. Gail sent word to the community to send me pictures and videos, and I was flooded with enough to easily put together something for the family. There was a moment at his funeral when the, the priest given a eulogy mentioned the video and asked if the person who put it together was present. I stood up and he thanked me, and the church applauded. It was a very special moment in my life, but it was inspired by love. I saw my own family grieving as my children grew up with the Holthouses and their kids, with my youngest son, Austin, practically attached to the hip of Greg for the better part of 10 years. And Austin was sandwiched between Greg and, and Jack age-wise, and so they were the three amigos on Jockey Street for quite a few years. So when Gail asked, it was a no-brainer to do. I think as an outsider observing Gail and Mark, uh, I believe Gail immediately started thinking legacy and how do we keep the memory of my son alive. That answer came, I believe, when the autopsy arrived. That answer came then, and with that, I'll turn to my guest to tell the rest of the story. I welcome Gail Holthouse and her husband Mark to the studio on the bench, and guys, 
Thank you, Denny, for about bringing us to tears. We have never heard that that story, so thank you for sharing that with oh, us sure. and with everyone. Sure, it's amazing. You know, we lived next to each other for uh, so many years, and 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 you you think you share a lot of stuff. So so the fact that you, I hadn't told you that before uh, surprises me a little bit, but but that's fine. Um, you know, you you kind of lose track and in uh, uh, that, that whole grieving process of what you've, you've said and done and, and things like that. But uh, uh, that was a, um, an impactful day in mm-hmm. uh, obviously your lives and, and your family's life, but uh, the community itself. Um, that day just resonates um, in reflection in an inspiring way to, to see how everybody came together that evening down at the square. How you guys pulled yourself? I think you were up there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. yeah. Yes. And uh, uh, just just hours after after finding <laughs> out and, uh, and the candlelight vigil going on up there, that was that was amazing. And then uh, the days that followed, the, the same thing. But somewhere along the line, um, you start focusing on legacy, and, and I know a few people who've lost children over the years, and, and that seems to be the number one thing: is how do I keep that memory alive? Um, I don't want him to be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Am I right? You are exactly right. Greg had a very big personality, and we just couldn't let it go to rest. Yeah. Um, we uh, were interviewing with the first group of doctors that decided that they would help us with screenings at Barnes Hospital. And they asked us, you know, why are you doing this? And I just simply said, his life mattered and his death cannot be for no reason. It just can't happen. And this was after, was that, was that kind of close on the, the autopsy result starting to drive that? or, or yes. I, I, I put that together as an outsider. Yeah. I've never really talked to you in depth about uh-huh. that. When he, you know, when he first passed away, he was at the University of Missouri-Columbia at a college town. There was a big SEC football game going on, and it was probably his first, like, college road trip. So immediately, you know, the phone call I got was, your son is found blue and unresponsive on the bathroom floor. So, you know, everybody thinks they know their kids. And, you know, Greg was... Greg was not the type to overindulge because he could be an idiot without overindulging, you know? <laughs> so that, see, and I just was yeah, like, Yeah, I witnessed How? that for, for quite a few years with the, three of the, with the three of them. Yeah, you know, so I'm like, I, you know, I just didn't, I just kept thinking, I don't know. How could he, because it was kind of assumed that it was drinking at first. But, um, you know, we, we got an initial... Um, phone call from the coroner just kind of a brief and he had said that it looks like his heart is enlarged so um, so we kind of knew that so we knew that and you know I think for us in the grieving process at least me for sure I always tell people I didn't do hard things so you know like researching something was not gonna happen it just was like too hard just getting through day to day was what you know what happened but um his actual autopsy report came in on his birthday which was kind of ironic and um they had told us that he had hypertrophic cardiomyopathy which in layman's term is an enlarged heart and um 
so we knew that would be our focus, but still grieving. We, you know, it kind of took us a while to get there. Um, originally, when we set up the Greg Holthouse Memorial Fund, his brother and brother-in-law, Andrew and Jeremy, wanted to, um, uh, they thought, well, it'd be a good idea to give, um, you know, give money to Little League to, to you know, use sports, that that was kind of the focus, just to Football give back. Now, now, now yeah. one thing I noticed in, in um, putting that, that video I talked about together and, and seeing the um, pictures and, and snippets of, uh, you know, phone videos and stuff coming to me, Greg wasn't a great athlete. Yeah, he, no, he, right. No I, doubt. Yeah, but he was. A, what I learned <laughs> no was doubt. he was a great teammate, um, <laughs> which is almost as important as being um, the best athlete on the team. You got somebody that can bring the chemistry together. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. there were some fabulous clips that showed uh, just how he went about that. And uh, so, so that that's what uh, resonated with me in putting that together and, and seeing how you guys latched on to thirty four. Uh, mm-hmm. The number he wore in baseball, I believe, right? Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, uh, baseball number. And, and, and so and that's where that connection athletically uh, comes mm-hmm. in from, from uh, Greg, right? Yes, yes. Well, football, the number changed every year. Well, so sure. he couldn't kind of keep that number. <laughs> but 34, he kind of got to hang yeah. on to. Um, yeah, so, football, yeah, he, I think he was kind of a tweener. You know, he wasn't a giant guy for the line. He wasn't fast as a linebacker. Uh, they didn't quite know what to do with him for a while, but he gave it everything he had, no matter what he was doing. Uh-huh. And uh, Or if he wasn't in the game at the time, he gave it everything he had to cheer for his teammates. Yeah. Greg was the first one on the field especially for baseball when the innings changed that was his mission to be the first one out there when greg so greg you know kind of going way back when he was in second grade he had his tonsils taken out and it was just kind of a bad year for baseball he probably wasn't feeling the best and he went to saint paul and he was on a team with all highland kids so he really didn't know anybody and it just it wasn't a good year for him so he wanted to quit so being number you know four five out of five you know, we'd been through this with other kids, and it's like, okay, you can quit. So a few years later, he decided he wanted to play baseball again. But, of course, he thought he would just be able to walk on to a traveling team. And it's like, yeah, I don't think so, you know. So he, you know, kind of paid his dues. But when he was in seventh grade, he tried out for the um, seventh grade baseball team. Coach Hawkins was the coach, and our oldest son, Andrew, was um was close with Coach Hawkins, so he just, he thought he was a shoe and well, he didn't make it, and he didn't make it, you know, one the reason they gave was because he really wasn't fast enough, so, you know, ever since then, that day when he got cut, every day he would go outside, he built a mound in the backyard, and he would practice baseball year-round. Oh, tell that story. Which... I, I, one night, I came home from work, driving through the alley. Greg was out there with a shovel. I thought, oh, no, he killed a squirrel. He's trying to bury it before I get home. <laughs> Rolled down the window, and I said, hey, Greg, what are, you, what are you burying? And he looked at me with a very serious look on his face, and he said, Dad, I'm not burying anything. I'm building something. I said, what are you building? He said, I'm building a mound in the backyard. 
I've been throwing flat ground against the garage and I can hit the same brick twice. That's strike two and I'm going to build a mound because I think I can help the team next year. I said, okay, but when you're done with it, you put all that dirt right back where, <laughs> where <laughs> the logs. But he never, we, the mound is still there yeah. in our backyard. And uh, it's kind of a tribute to him to just, you know, Did say. Did he measure it out and everything too? Oh my gosh, 60, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Dad, you got a 100 foot tape, 50's not long enough. It's 60 foot, what, you know. Six inches, yeah. Six inches. <laughs> so I need a 100 foot tape. And I, you know, I didn't help him. He measured it all, the height, the slope, everything. And used an old uh, piece of concrete as his uh, rubber, to <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he pitched. Dad's carpenter math skills came into play there. Right. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, he, but he was determined that it wasn't going to defeat him. He he listened to me after he got cut, and we had a. He cried for a couple evenings. And then when I found out, you know, he was going to settle down, I, I just told him, Greg, it's not what happens to you. It's what you do about what happens. If you don't do anything, it stays that way. If you do something, you can change. Change what happened. So he was determined. And every night after work, he made me go out there and catch 30, which ended up usually being 60 pitches to just you know practice 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 yeah. and he just kept going so he kind of transformed his body a little too at that age too right oh I, yeah you know, I, I, I witnessed that from across the street and was like hey, Greg's getting serious about yeah but uh, something yeah. over there yeah. well, part of it was the lifting and part of it was dad I'm tired of being the little chubby kid that can't play. So he was determined, yeah. I mean, that was just his mentality uh -huh. was, you can't tell me no. Yeah. So that's great. Okay, so I, I just kind of wanted to set the, the stage there on where 34 came from and and uh, and how I, I witnessed that and, and putting that together and, and just realized what a, what a great teammate he was. Uh, because, because, not saying he was a bad athlete, but he wasn't the standout oh, standout no. player on the teams that that he participated on. Correct. Uh, his, but they, they obviously loved him being on the team. His, I really believe, his special skills were on the bench. That's where he, you know, pushed his teammates and he, you know, got them to do better. There's yeah. story. Um, uh, Jake Haber, if you ever get a chance to talk to him, you'll have to ask him. But. You know, Greg would get so mad because he, Jake and Greg were best friends. You know, uh -huh. Greg had a couple best friends, but and Jake was one of them. And Greg would be like, oh, "It's so frustrated with Jake." You know, he didn't even have to try, and here I am, just you know, pumping it. And uh, Jake, you know, like I said, you need to get his words, but he's like, "Yeah, Greg made me." do better I probably wouldn't be where I am today if he hadn't pushed me because yeah in high school it was all easy but now we're out of high school and it's not so easy Jake's still playing ball somewhere oh yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas actually they're in the playoffs today yeah. it's their third game of the uh, playoffs for the north south division yeah, yeah it's a Texas uh, league Mariners minor league okay yeah, yeah. so it's uh, Arkansas Travelers right yeah. so yeah. Yeah. yeah great stuff great yeah. stuff 
so so then uh, um, you guys are, are talking to doctors over in Barnes, and, and they're, uh, you're, you've got the foundation going. You really didn't have an idea of where you were going with it, though, right? Yeah. Not really. We, so. Yeah, we just were kind of floating along trying to figure things out, you know, uh-huh. f- figure out how to get by in life. Um, so, yeah, someone um, we... I'm not even sure how we got a, I think I think I just I saw something on the news on the Today Show for a group in Pennsylvania that was doing Simon's a, Fun Simon's Fun is the name of it right. they were doing heart screenings and it was a whole piece on them and I was like wow this is you know this is this sounds like what we need to be finding out about so I contacted them and he kind of gave me um some information on uh, something called Screening Across America, and it's just where people do heart screenings because, you know, back then, and I'll get into this more later, but Greg's heart condition is something that would have been picked up on an echocardiogram or a um, uh, EKG. So, you know, that's something that, you know, that, that yeah, if that yeah. had been available, that's sure. something... We would have done because I always say Greg was the youngest, so it wasn't like I had too much to do with the other kids. You know, I had a baby uh-huh. to tote along. It, you know, we we didn't have as many mouths to feed, so it wasn't like we just couldn't afford it. We, you know, we had no excuse why yeah. we wouldn't do that. Well, so, well, it's awareness. I mean, yeah. I, I except mean, that we didn't know. Right, yeah. right. You don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. and so until you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so so that's a that, yeah. that's a real thing, and and every parent um, goes through that, right? They they mm-hmm. they think they're doing what they know is best for their kid, but um, as we get older, we can reflect um, and say, well, okay, maybe they fooled us a little bit there. Yeah, <laughs> don't I talk to Andrew. Don't talk to Andrew about that no, too no. much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, but anyway, that's how in a roundabout way, that's how we got to talk to, um, it's a gentleman named Tom Aarons. He's a, uh, a doctor of nursing. He teaches nursing at, um, at Barnes. And so we kind of started with him and that's where we did our first heart screening. And he also was the one that got me hooked up with my doctor. I, so, um, a lot of times hypertrophic cardiomyopathy myopathy, HCM is hereditary and so they wanted us to all test. Well since we're a blended family, um, Mark and Jack, his full brother, and I all went to Barnes first. His other siblings are half siblings so if Mark had it then they had to go in. If I had it they were probably okay. So, um, so we went and Mark and Jack were good and I found out that I had it. So that's kind of where it came from. Um, the difference between Jack and I, or Greg and I, is that we didn't know about Greg's and probably part of all that weight lifting because your heart's a muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we knew about mine, so mine can be treated. When I have symptoms, we know what to do about it. We can take medication. So um, anyway, we, you know, all along, actually, when the coroner first talked to me on his birthday, he said that um, that it wasn't hereditary. And I was like, oh, yay, that's good. But it was that kind of like, yay, like I didn't believe it. You know, just something kept and nagging not, at me. If not hereditary, why? Yeah. Why did it happen? What, what caused it then? You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and such, yeah. 
something just kept nagging at me and I finally uh, you know and when I saw this piece on you know on it was on the Today Show that kind of got me got the wheels going to where I could look in the right direction because like I said for me uh, you know I just didn't do hard things it's just that was part of my grief I just didn't know how to do things that weren't on my regular right you right. know thing right. so okay so so you get you got this idea of starting a foundation you you stumble across this on the today show mm-hmm. um the your your foundation today is um uh, correct me if i'm wrong but it but it's kind of a three-pronged thing you do right uh, you got yes. the heart screenings you got uh, cpr classes um, mm-hmm. And then you got the AED devices. Yes. Um, and, and those are the three primary things you guys focus on, correct? Yes. So, so where do where do B and C come in at? Okay, you, you've, you've discussed the heart screenings. Um, what makes you decide? Uh, hey, we can do something with CPR too. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I so I I have my little five minutes feel and I'll put it down to two so you know Greg was by himself when he passed away had somebody been with him to do CPR his chance of survival would have doubled had someone would have been there if someone had someone been there to use an AED it would have tripled and had you know had we known about his heart condition we could have had him screened and we probably wouldn't be sitting here. So that's kind of, I, I have a hard time. I know some foundations really focus on one of those, and um, I just kind of can't can't drop can't one of them. Yeah. I can't separate them. So we do um, the heart screenings. We usually do two a year, so we do about 100 or 250 kids a year. And, um, you know, there are other foundations that will do like And, and not only do you... Uh, raise the awareness on that you help offset the cost and some of that through the foundation correct yes yes each each heart screening is actually 79 dollars, which for an ekg and an echo that is read by a pediatric cardiologist and done by a hospital sonographer is 79 dollars, which is a bargain even if we don't no matter where you go yeah even if we don't help with very it but reasonable. we um we charge 34 dollars, and so we pick up 45 dollars of each heart screening so that's really kind of one of our biggest you know per event you know yeah. biggest things so it we usually spend about um anywhere from four <laughs> to five thousand dollars a year screen you know on heart screenings so um yeah, so that's, you know, that's how we got that. Our next heart screening, put in a plug, Absolutely. is uh, in February, February's heart month. So we usually almost always do a heart screening over President's Day weekend. We have a, um, uh, it's a nonprofit company or group that um, from Ohio. So they travel down and we do, we'll do uh, February 18th. We'll do one in Edwardsville at the YMCA and February 19th. We'll do one here in Highland at Holly's House of Hope. So, um, and then then we'll do them again in the summer. We'll do one either Edwardsville, Highland, or and then one usually in St. Louis at Centene Ice Rink. So, um, so yeah, and with our heart screenings, we've, um, you know, we've found like over 
like a five, six year period, we've screened over 700 and we've found 24 abnormalities with six of them being life threatening. So, you know, it's, it's a very important thing. Um, our last screening that we did, we we were close to 240 kids, and there was only one with an abnormality, and that was that was awesome. But um, I I do have a little story about screenings. Um, I was uh, house and pool sitting for my friend, and I was there, you know, kind of by myself, laying in the pool. And the night before, I had just got a big donation from uh, the Knights of Columbus Ladies Auxiliary. And I was just very pumped about it. So I'm laying in the pool and my mind's just kind of going a mile a minute about different things with the foundation and, you know, because we were really just kind of starting to grow. And I'm laying there on a raft and all of a sudden a, um, a hummingbird just kind of flew right in my eyesight and was flapping his wings. And in my head popped, we need to do screenings. Screenings are important. You know, just kind of out of nowhere. And then the hummingbird just kind of flew on and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I, think, I think somebody's trying to tell me something. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, and then when and my friend came home, rose out of that's, the, well, yeah. that's, that's where we, yeah. yes, that's why we keep doing it. So. That's great, that's great. Thank you. So, so the uh, screenings come into play, the CPR, um, ADs, how, how do you come across those? Well. I, I mean, that's a. Yeah. It's a somewhat obscure thing in the whole mm -hmm. grand scheme of uh, things people think about on an everyday yeah. basis, right? Well, a AEDs are actually starting to get a little more um, out there. Um, user-friendly. Yes, too. they're very user-friendly. Um, we, you know, we belong to an uh, organization called Parent Heart Watch, and that, and I'll give them a plug. They are the voice of um, parents who've lost children to sudden cardiac arrest. And or or some have survivors and have survived. Yes, yes. Right. I know I'm not giving them justice by you know, but sure. um, anyway, so their group kind of got us. You know, the first time we went to a conference, I think it got us going and and really started forming. You know, we made a mission statement, and then we you know kind of knew what we wanted to do, and you know, of course, <laughs> we're still learning. But um, anyway, we met you know vendors there to buy AEDs from. Um, over the years, we've um, there's a company called Defib Tech, and they are uh, based out of Connecticut. They are uh, actually a Japanese company, I think, that's where it started. But um, they are very, um, very, very good with the nonprofits. So they, if, you know, one of their non or being a nonprofit, we can get AEDs from them, probably close to cost. And so we, you know, we go ahead and we pass that on to other people. What, so what we do is um, we're able to buy them for probably like $660 for an AED. And if you went to um, uh, somewhere like online, like AED uh, market, the cost of an AED would be like $1,300. So they're giving us 
a big discount. What? So we we are able to purchase them for a very reasonable price, and then we also purchase them for other people or businesses. And what we've just started doing, if it's a profitable business, um, then we ask them for a little bit of a donation to cover our time and to help us get more ADs. Sure. And if they're you know if they're a small business just starting out, we're just like hey just. You know, yeah. have it at cost. So, so educate the listeners a little bit. AEDs, okay. uh, what exactly are they? It's an automatic external defibrillator. And what it does is if when someone goes into sudden cardiac arrest, sudden cardiac arrest is an electrical problem where your heart stops. So basically when your heart stops, you are dead because there is no blood pumping to your body. So... Um, to revive someone or to keep someone alive, you would need to do CPR. And bad CPR is better than no CPR. So CPR is kind of the first, well, actually calling 911 is the first thing you need to do, CPR. But if you have an, ex, uh, an AED available, you first thing you do is you turn the button on and it, they, most of them tell you what to do. You take the, you know, you peel pads off, you take you know, clothes off, the shirt off, you put a pad in the front, a pad either in the back or in the side, anywhere that it goes across the heart, and the AED will be able to read whether there's a rhythm or not that is shockable. So maybe you think someone's not, you know, is is out, but they'll say, no, there's there's a little, there's a heart rhythm, just keep doing CPR. Or if there is none, they'll tell you, you know, stand back, there's, you know, deliver a shock. And the reason you stand back is, more so not because you're going to get blown away from the shock, but because it could pick up your heart rhythm rather than the person being shocked. So, um, yeah. yeah, the AED <laughs> is crucial. And, and one thing, sorry, I'm starting to get on my little soapbox here. Yeah, but, um, you, know, you know, starting CPR and getting an AED are the most important things. You only have, like, what, seven to ten minutes. But this person <laughs> is dead. And, you know, people will be like, well, I'm afraid I'll hurt them. You, you can't hurt them any more than they already are. And right. anything that you do hurt them is fixable. If you're worried you'll break a, long, a rib. And doing nothing is not fixable. Do, that is right. correct. Right. Exactly. Right. So that is kind of one of my, you know, right. things right. that I like to stress. Just do something, you know. We yeah. have placed uh, how many AEDs in the area? We have or placed about, I, I believe 90. it's about 111 now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And this is this is fascinating to me because because you think you go back to 2013, mm-hmm. you know, a couple months after Greg passes away, maybe even in 2014. I think his birthday is early January, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so so you know that's when you get the coroner report, and since that time you you start this foundation in uh, 111 ADs. I'm going to rattle off a few places. You just tell me if if I'm close. Mm-hmm. These are are places that. Either never had them before, or they've had them so long they don't even know if they work anymore. Um, some, but um, Glick Park. Never, or they they may Just, have had one at their concession yeah, stand. But they, they they got one. Fire station. You get yeah. into fire stations. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot uh, of volunteer fire stations, and yeah. even some that are underserved who who don't have any. They don't know. have the money. Yeah. 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 So. Um, Weinheimer. 
there one up there? There is one there, but yeah. but that was not ours. They had yeah. one there. Okay, so, but yes. you're, uh, that yes. tells me you yeah. checked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, um, Highland, obviously well covered by your foundation. Yeah. Um, the now. square, uh, all the parks except for one, I think. Uh, uh, Spindler. Spindler is yeah. not covered. So, yeah. so you have yeah. them, there, there's one Every present park. at the square, yep. and, they are, and they're marked, correct? Yes. right? In um, a case. Yeah. Silver Lake. Silver Lake. By the, um, uh, by the volleyball court. Okay. There is one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wow, the amazing. library has one that you can check out with your library card. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, no. Why would somebody do that for a family mm -hmm. gathering or something like that? A, a, yeah. a large party or something that they. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Or yeah. you know, if if you have a business, if you know, if there wasn't one on the square for you know something like that, or maybe art in the park, something you know yeah. where there would be one there is the one yeah. at um the sharpshooters uh hall at, at yeah. lindendale park yeah um which we donated yeah. so um so yeah that's yeah. why if you and so so you get all these spots in highland and it's not even more covered than i i thought and um and i follow you pretty closely on on facebook uh but but you go to marine mm -hmm. st jacob yep correct pier on yep yep Churches, uh, you know, mainly churches outside of town, uh, like, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of all of them. No, I mean, no you don't have to recall yeah. the, but the location. But, I, I just wanted yeah. to paint a picture. Yeah. Yeah. You're not just focused here. You've expanded regionally. Oh, where, oh yeah. Where you've gone. Have you gone down in Clinton County? Um, uh, we have two on order for Clinton County, for um, uh, Carlisle mm -hmm. High School and... Is it pre central? I, I forgot. No, I'm drawing a blank. No, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. But, so, but so yeah, gone, for their athletic trainers. Way. You've gone east over to Piron. You've mm -hmm. gone north up to, to Marine, Edwardsville? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I heard you mentioned the Y for some of the classes. And so, yeah. the old YMCA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, we have not donated any there, but we have told them they're kind of talking about getting a new one uh -huh. and said if. You know, if you need funds, we will donate it, or if you would like to purchase it through us, too. We went so, as far south as Cypress, Illinois. Uh, yeah, for fire department. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Tremendously underserved community. One up north. Um, uh, we just donated yeah. one to Who Haven near Chicago. It's a wow. animal refuge <laughs> place. Yeah. Um, and then we've donated one to fire department in Tennessee. Um, now, how do they, they reach out to you? Yeah. Well, is, that, is that what happens? We had we had a a person who um, he Bob Bob Brooks. He is a fire consultant, and so he found out about us, and so he finds out about these underserved communities and he's helping them get fire equipment and so he's reached out to us to do some to supply the AEDs, to AEDs too so yeah. that's kind of how we got to some of those some of them I've just you know been like oh I just googled AEDs in, in Illinois and your name came up or I talked to somebody and they said hey try Greg Holthouse Memorial Fund so that's yeah. Now, now uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your, I think it's your primary fundraiser every year. Is that, is that right? Now, yes. We're going to jump into that right. here shortly. But just uh, some of the um, 
awareness that, that's been generated. Um, and, and one particular event I wanted to ask you about was the Monday night football game last year with, with uh, Demir Hamlin going down. Um, there are some similarities there to the things you're talking about here, right? I mean, he, oh, yeah. he was um, – I don't know if he was quite – dead at the moment on, on the field, but uh, they, they they credit CPR with, with saving him until until the medical team got there. Is that, uh, how do you plug into that for awareness um, kind of thing? I, mm-hmm. I know you guys have uh, um, followed that story yeah. pretty closely. Everyone did, yeah. 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 nationally. Well, it, it first, there was a little bit of PSTD, I always get that, those, you know, PTSD, (laughs) you know, because when you see that, it just kind of relives everything you've been through, and it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, Um, yeah, it, you know, it's very sad that, you know, something, that someone has to get hurt or go through that to bring a national attention. Damar Hamlin, from what I understand, is, you know, an advocate of AEDs now, and um, which is awesome. He, I actually got to hear him speak in Washington, D.C., and he was just very just nice, just kind. He just seemed like such a good person. He brought his uh, little brother and cousin up with him to talk, and um, he, yeah, he just... You know. Now, was this something you were invited to, or, or was it uh, uh, something you you made an effort to go? It it was something we, I was invited to. That's we awesome. were. Yeah. Um, I my daughter Eileen went with us. Went with me. It was in Washington D.C. She knows a thing or two about she, uh, survival, doesn't she? Yeah, she yeah. does. Sure does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> um, they. Um, there's a bill called Access to AEDs, and I am as, as you probably remember politics and and I do not get along so I am the worst person to talk about you know political things but um but yeah so there was a a push to get more funding for AEDs so people could get them more for schools and you know well mostly schools was I think Uh, this particular bill was so they kind of it was sponsored by the American Heart Association and Defib Tech who is who we buy most of our AEDs from and um, let's see and the National Football League too I believe was a sponsor so um, so yeah so they had this you know kind of rally and they had uh, you know different people coming in and talking and um, let's see Chuck Schumacher, is he the Buffalo Bills, the guy that's in the no. Bills? No. No, not him. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, you know, yeah. there, there was some senators there and some politicians there. Schumer, and I think you're thinking of. Schumer, yeah. yes. Yes, he came in with his Buffalo Bills shirt on. Yeah. But DeMar was very, um, he had his people. So, you know, Once in a while, those idiots do something nice. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so he had his people, so you really couldn't get to him. But the lady that was sitting next to me is from California. Um, her family, her, her son grew up in Chicago. She lost her son also to sudden cardiac arrest. But he was a Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah. So she had a picture of him, and it just, you know, happened to be in his Buffalo Bills shirt. So... Yeah. She was the right at the right place at the right time and got up. She had just come back from using the bathroom, and he was walking, 
and she, you know, got them. And so I, I've got a picture yeah. of them talking, and it was, yeah. you know, very sweet. Well, it was a neat event. And, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's good to make something positive out of a negative. I yeah. guess that's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Essentially what you guys are doing, right, um, um, with this uh, foundation. But, but you know, this isn't coming out of your own pocket. That'd be impossible. Yeah. Um, so, so you have to come up with some fundraisers, and obviously – number 34 stuck in your head and you thought maybe we can do something with uh, baseball huh oh yeah so, so talk a little bit about the wiffle ball tournament that you've been doing this i think this is the 10th one 10th year yeah. 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 yeah yeah well greg and his friends liked wiffle ball and so you know our oldest son his oldest brother andrew and uh, his brother-in-law jeremy sackett they they were the ones that kind of came up with hey let's just have a wiffle ball tournament and have it for fun and you know, we still kind of didn't know what we were doing. We The first one, I think we raised money to get an AED at the school. Um, and the second one, we raised it and gave half of it to um, Hart uh, Highland Area Resource Team. So we, you know, we're kind of giving it away because we, we, we didn't know how to spend it yet or what to spend it on. So um, anyway, so now we're into our 10th year. We figured out what to spend it on. So... Um, we have our wiffle ball tournament. We usually have about anywhere from uh, 14 to like 16 to 18 teams. And um, it's all ages. It's $100 to um, uh, get a team on. It's a four-person team, and you get a shirt. Um, but really, that's, I mean, that's how we get people to come out, is to come out, watch the wiffle ball. We serve concessions. Most of our concessions are all donated, so that's all, you know, we generate funds there. We have a raffle every year, which um, usually gets kind of big, so that's another way to generate. Uh, hey, and this raffle, folks, let me tell you, they get some great stuff up there. You can walk up and down the, now it's out at the KC Hall every year yes. the, under yes. the big pavilion. Mm-hmm. And um, um, yeah, they've got a beautiful display of uh, gifts that are donated from uh, local area businesses uh, for the most part. and. Uh, Individuals and mm-hmm. are, are some put baskets together, and uh, uh, typical what you see at, at these kind of fundraisers. But uh, some spectacular stuff to bid on um, out there. So so it's uh, coming up this year on October fourteenth. Fourteenth, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Saturday at KSC Hall. Who generously donates the entire space for us? You know, there's mm-hmm. no cost to us through them, mm-hmm. and we're very thankful that they have been doing it for years. Uh, not, uh, not every year, but uh, after we left Glick Park uh, on the first one, uh, they've been generous enough to donate their space for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the main driver of the fund is not us. I mean, we're the conduit. We we allow our uh, we have our businesses that donate every year religiously just so generous and we take the funds and give them use them through Highland Area Community Foundation so that there are you know um, they're the umbrella that we operate under they hold the 501c our tax deductible um, thing so we operate under 
them. So they, they hold that, so all of our funds go through them. And then it takes some of the administrative burden off you. Yes, oh, that's really what yes, it is. It does. A tremendous organization. <laughs> uh, you know, I can go out to their website every year and donate through them uh, now uh, just mm -hmm. to make it easier for you. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I assume that's why you're there. So I, go, I go out there each year. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't know if it's too late this year, but uh, mm -hmm. people can buy a shirt to. Um, Honor, I, if you look in my closet, you'll see 50% of my t-shirt wardrobe is now great. Holt House Memorial Foundation shirts, whether it's the uh, Thank you. Uh, long, long sleeve tees or, or the uh, half sleeve tees, uh, yeah. uh, they're all hanging in there. So, so uh, yeah. uh, good quality stuff and uh, a different different design every year. Mm -hmm. uh, well, so, different color. Yeah, that's yeah. design in my okay. limited fashion yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, um, so, you know, I kind of talked about how, you know, the the teams generate some money. The people that come out buy concessions, go to the raffle, and we have people that come out just to do those things. Those generate funds. But really, the where we raise the most funds is before the tournament even starts is through our sponsorships. So for $100 or more, you can... Uh, get a sponsorship sign and we you know hang signs from all the businesses who do that some um some biz and you know to get a sign it's a hundred dollars you kind of have to you know put a cap somewhere sure. but we have businesses that have donated you know anywhere from 500 to you know 25 dollars we have an individual who's you know been who donates like a thousand dollars you know the past couple of years so um you know that's kind of where we make a lot of our money so going into it we have a, you know a nice cushion but um you know everything's going up so right it's you know i we we only can do with what we have so sure. if we have a bad year then you know instead of donating yeah. 2580s this year i guess we're donating 10 you know, right. so yeah. So right now we've been very lucky. Um, we've been blessed to get a couple of different um, just donations, larger donations. There's a group called 100 Plus Women Who Care in the 618. And it's a group of more than 100 women who get together quarterly. And they, um, they, there are like, well, there, I don't know how many nonprofits there are. You can sign up to be a nonprofit. And they pick four three or four per meeting, and you have a chance to speak. So I was lucky enough to speak um, about a, a year, two years ago. And so the Greg Holthouse Memorial Fund received a donation of $34,000. Yes. And with that, we purchased, you know, we donated 34 AEDs over like a pretty much a one-year period. So that's what, because I wanted the money to be for something specific something that we could count yeah. you know and yeah. so we thought an AED with a case you know is really close to a thousand dollars so that was cut you know how we came awesome. with that awesome so, yeah awesome so so how, how can a listener just say hey this sounds great I, I you know you guys have done all this tremendous stuff the last 10 years um, I, I'm moved I want to donate what's the easiest way for them uh, and go out to the Highland Area Community Fund. And, yes. Uh, it's easy enough. I think that's hacf.org. Yes. And yes. Uh, they can scroll down and, and or hit enter search for the Great Holt House Memorial yes. Foundation, right? Yes. Or, and uh, uh, you can donate that way. Mm -hmm. um, I imagine. And 
So we take donations year round. Yeah. <laughs> you know, October does happen to be Sudden Cardiac Arrest Awareness Month. So, you know, it's kind of a big month, yeah. you know, for us. Yeah. It's yeah. so, but yes, we take donations year round. Um, yeah, that's if you'd like to donate. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, you know, if you feel like you'd like to donate, like, like giving a raffle prize or, um, in some other way, we'll. By know. the way, I think uh, Shannon Ray Photography is coming back again this year, so oh, you should good. be seeing something from her. Awesome. Well, uh, it's on air right. now, so so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna hold right. her to it, you know. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, I just have to say, when Greg did pass away, that day we felt, and for weeks after that, I don't know how, but we just felt shielded from the grief. I mean, yeah, we were sad and we, uh, I don't know how to say it, but it just felt like the whole community, friends, neighbors, relatives, Strangers. people that we didn't know mm-hmm. reached out to us and just the whole town wrapped their arms around us for weeks and months after. And I just have to say, I'm so glad that in 1989 I moved here. I, it, it's a tremendous little town. It's I a, don't think it gets enough credit for how generous and thoughtful. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if you caught my broadcast yeah. last week on the Highland football game, but uh, I shared those almost exact sentiments, and, and I, I just felt good. I mean, it helped that Highland was winning. It was halftime. I had to fill some air time. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I, I said, what a great week this has been in Highland. We have started with Sunday with Sam Laporta in game two, and uh, he continued oh, his, his uh, fine NFL start. Um, and then um, I don't know what else happened. There, there was the homecoming parade. Went down there, and that's just hometown cheese oh, at its yeah. best, right? I mean, you got the kids going in there. They've let all the all the youth floats go in and uh, everything, and uh, just felt great. Then Thursday night, you had a great concert up at the square. Oh, awesome. What Mark Rosen yeah. has done with with um, that that pro- program and, and stuff, and then Friday night homecoming game and everything. And I was just I was gushing about the town exactly, oh, yeah. and then, and then obviously a much more uh, somber and and subtle reference and, and lifting people up like that uh, after some some type of tragedy like that. So I concur wholeheartedly with uh, what a great town Highland is. Which leads me, I, anything else first before I, 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 I pick a bone with you. Uh, but, but, <laughs> I know where you're going. Uh, anything else we didn't cover that you wanted to, to mention? or um, No. Well, we'll have a CPR class coming up at the Highland Pier on Fire Department. Um, That's pretty soon. Right? That is October 23rd so it's 6 p.m if you were interested if you can get a hold of me preferably through email at gmholthouse at h-o-l-t-h-a-u-s at charter.net we can get you signed up for the class we uh, you know we have great um, instructors they do a really good job but they're also very busy because they have families of their own and activities so um you know, we do, do you get that info on the uh, Facebook page? Yes, yes, okay, so you do. So you can go out to Facebook, too, under the Great Holt House 
um, Memorial Foundation and, and search that and, and Correct. you yeah. can get that that info there too. So now you're making now I got to make sure I keep up with my social media. <laughs> <laughs> but but I do want to give a plug that we are so close to having our website done. So we will be having a website coming up um, soon. Probably when I get my head cleared from the tournament. Well, I know the so, architect, so so I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> yeah. make sure uh, um, we get something. Well, we'll there. you know, I know yeah, he's yeah. got a lot going on in uh, Justin Rittenhouse, <laughs> and um, and I've got a lot going on right now. So we probably both are just our heads are elsewhere. Yeah. So um, yeah, okay. Well, anyway, well, so well, yes, I, we're good. So so okay, okay, great, and I really appreciate you guys uh, sitting on the bench tonight and uh, uh, sharing this uh, wonderful information. Now the bone I have to pick uh, a week from Friday. I gotta ask, who are you gonna be rooting for? I knew we, this was coming. We, we got the Highland Bulldogs <laughs> and the Triad Knights just marching towards a, a gigantic game to probably determine conference championship this year. All your kids went to Highland High School, but if you look on the Triad roster, you got a Holt House playing there. <laughs> um, Andrew, I don't know what's going on there, but. Both of them are Highlanders. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I just kid you. It's got to be a lot of fun watching a grandchild yeah. um, uh, grow up like that, uh, yeah. even if it is with Triad. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten was, over it. He's yeah. a little bit slower. I have a Triad shirt now. I still, oh, I'm still yeah. haven't knuckled yeah. under to the pressure, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love just watching the high school sports team it doesn't matter whether it's football basketball baseball it's just pure sport well you know that's that's why i still broadcast mark is yeah uh, um you know i've long since had had my kids go through school and stuff so it's it's not that attachment it's the purity yeah. of of the high school sports it's Right. It hasn't been tainted too much. Yeah. Um, well, we, you they're know, not we, getting paid. Right, you know, not getting paid. Because um, uh, they want to be. I, I think so. AAU influences some things every now and then, but it, <laughs> it hasn't tarnished yeah. it a, a terrible amount. Probably more so in basketball than any other sport, but but yeah, well, but still, yeah, it, it's it's pure. It's in its purest form that, as a fan, you can enjoy. And uh, that Friday night is going to be a fun one. That's going to oh, be a good, it is. That's going to be a good yeah, game this year with, with those two. They'll be standing in the parking lot listening to the yeah. break. I mean, just unbelievable. I couldn't get over the size of the crowds at Triad and how they travel yeah. this year for crying out loud. They had more fans last week or the oh, week before uh, at Waterloo. They had as many fans from yeah. Triad as, as Waterloo did. Yeah, and They barely... Of course, Waterloo has this nice setup where they tailgate, you know, like at the end of the field. <laughs> I guess they must the somehow ends. be, yeah, in the end zone. Oh, they wow, have, it's in the parking lot. Yeah, the they have zone. reserved. Yeah. Uh, mm. They must, you have to pay a fee or something to do that. <laughs> but yeah, they have some nice tailgaters set up there. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of fans watching from the end zone. I just really enjoyed the season. I mean, trans, the, the they keep trying to shoot themselves in the foot, you know. It, it just yeah. I saw Jerseyville too. hung with them a little, a little mm-hmm. closer yeah, than I, I had been anticipated them doing. Yeah. So. yeah. And uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen at Wascuta. That's this weekend, right? For mm-hmm. Triad. But, yeah. And you guys have 
uh, CF. We, CF. We, we, okay. we should we should win that game. You you well, hate yeah. to look past it at, at the oh, high can. school level. Yeah. yeah, you know you never know what you're going to get. With I think 15, 16 year old trying to look past Jersey. Bill, yeah, a little bit last week. Well, the, the three three headed prong in the Valley Conference has been Triad, Mascuta, and, and Highland, and yeah. so so oh, yeah, yeah, they do tend to look past uh, some of the other teams, yeah. and mm-hmm. they can get snake bit every now and then. <laughs> so, uh, well, I I must say, you know, Hayden's been playing uh, football since he was like five, and so some of those kids I remember growing up. So it's kind of like, you know, I kind of know some of the kids on this team, yeah. whereas. Some of the kids on the Highland team, I you know don't really know. <laughs> so, you know the name because you read it and the you know. yeah, yeah. So it is kind of fun. It's it, it's but. definitely fun watching your grandson play. Sure. And he's doing sure. he's doing real well. Or of course, of course he's doing well. He's my grandson. <laughs> you know, but um, but it is yeah. fun. You know, yeah. watching him and his friends. That yeah, you know. well, I look forward to doing that broadcast. Mark Gale, uh, thanks so much for coming in and, and talking about this. And uh, uh, we'll get this aired on um, BulldogRadioHighland.com. Okay. In addition to being uh, uh, on my podcast sites, and uh, uh, you can download this um, anywhere you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, TuneIn Radio, and any of the the podcast services uh, I subscribe to, and my shows go out there. So, so uh, we'll we'll make sure that gets placed. I'll send you a link. Um, you can get it out there on your your Facebook site. Spread the word, um, and and maybe we'll help generate a few more few more dollars for the foundation uh, keep up the great work thank you um, love thank you guys you. and the stuff you're doing hey. with it you know it's, it's just been fabulous to watch it's been a pleasure talking with you denny thank all you. right yeah. now that's mark and gail holthouse on the great holthouse memorial foundation um, uh, give a donation if you can and uh, uh, check out her her facebook page uh, if you need the info reach out to me give me feedback on the bench and uh, i'll help you figure it out if you can so uh, thanks. Uh, uh, tune in every week for From the Bench with Dench, our Bulldog Valley recap. Uh, we recap every uh, Highland game and take a look at the other teams in the Valley. Uh, so, so make sure you do that every week. And you can hear that on BulldogRadioHighland.com on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights at 7 o'clock as well. Uh, tune in on uh, BulldogRadioHighland.com for Highland football every week, uh, every Friday night uh, around 7 o'clock are most of kickoffs. So for Mark and Gail, this is Denny Rittenhouse. Uh, thank you for joining the bench, and until uh, next time, so long. This has been From the Bench with Dench. You can find all my episodes wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, all the podcast services. Thank you.